Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, March 21, 2023. We are looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Let's start with what the title was of last night's video. In case you forgot, it was Fed Goose Operation This week, what did we get? We got, at least today, a goose operation. Look where they are. We'll do the assessment of the daily charts. I have some interesting stuff to show you, and then we have a lot of other interesting stuff to go over as it relates to what's happening this week. This week is Kabuki Theater. The FOMC will come out with their interest rate decision tomorrow, Wednesday afternoon. We're going to find out whether they will continue raising interest rates, slow the pace of raising interest rates, or stop raising interest rates, and the market will react accordingly. From a daily chart perspective, they're headed for the last moving average in the line of defense, which also happens to coincide with the area slash vicinity of a break down candle high and By the way, a big fat round number around 400. The question is, will they be able to blow through the 50-period moving average, the breakdown candle high, and SPY 400, give or take, and close up there and sustain price up there without having a reaction back down in the other direction, having run the test? We're likely going to find out tomorrow and over the next few days. What happens if they do blow through this? What happens if they do have another big update after the Fed tomorrow? Where would they be going? Well, the place above 400, give or take, would be 404.50 to 405. Write that down. Put it on a sticky note. Now, check this out. We've talked about The market above this trend line, and she's bullish, period. That was it. She's been bullish. She's been above the trend line, and that's the way it is. She came back to run a test of the trend line here, and she took off over the last couple of days. Let's play around, and remember, this is part art form, part science. Let's play around with a couple of other trend lines. There's one connecting the high from February or late January, The exact date is February 2nd, and the next high, that's a bona fide trend line. This one missed, and if they hit it here, where does that actually put price? Well, we can project out a little bit to tomorrow, and just as, and we'll call it coincidence would have it, it comes in right around 404.50, give or take a few pennies on either side. The trend line isn't necessarily exact to the penny. It's close enough. And that's irony at its finest. Why is that? Because the 40450 had absolutely nothing to do with that trend line. It was purely by the numbers. We'll put that one aside for now and we'll assign it a how do you like them apples potentially for the future. We don't know that they do get up there, but I think it's important to know that there is a bona fide trend line up in that neighborhood along with an important number that you already put on a sticky note. What if I do that and put another trend line up there? Where's this one coming from? This one's coming from 
the secondary high right here connecting the next high, and that puts this trend line more towards 400, more towards a spike of the 50-period moving average, more toward the near-term stuff. They're both valid trend lines. It's part art form, part science. It pays to know them all. What if they kill the tape after the Fed? Where are they going? Well, inside the number members will have bona fide numbers tomorrow, and they'll be posted on the board. It's going to be an anything-goes scenario in both directions for a while when we get that EKG-type movement after the Fed. Market will go up, market will come down, market will go up, market will come down, they'll settle in, they'll pick a direction, and they'll go for the rest of the afternoon. Certainly, something that catches my eye is the gap left open from yesterday that happens to be at 393.74. So if they're killing the tape, they're going to take care of that business to make it not unfinished business. They don't like to leave open gaps. So if they come in the neighborhood, they generally fill them. Beyond that, it's an inside the numbers and an inside the numbers live room type of discussion. Just a snapshot of the weekly chart. Remember, what are they doing? They're climbing the weekly breakdown candle. They're pushing over the convergence of the 20 and 50 period moving average. What matters is where they close the week, not necessarily where they are intro week. What about inside the numbers? At zero dark 30, they were already running the pre-FOMC goose operation. That was from the video title last night. Are we in one of those, by the rumor, sell the news? I was talking about the Fed here in the notes. I talked about the Fed inside the numbers live room. And here's basically what we said. The Fed already raised interest rates to the point where they're starting to bring the banks and have already brought some banks to their knees. Very simply, the bonds the banks are holding on their balance sheet lose value, creating a hole in their balance sheet as rates go up, the price of bonds go down. That's basically the underlying theme in simplistic purposes of what already took place. If you want to get a little more granular, where are the regulators who happens to be the Fed? Where were they watching the store, watching their regulatees, if you will, the banks? Why were the banks in such trouble so fast? Where were the regulators? Don't they watch the store? I'm sure they have an excuse. What is it? They'll start talking about the soft landing routine. They already are, I'm sure. But we still have the inflation nation thing. The Fed is still in a pickle. This is what a Fed pickle looks like. It's a rundown. You're in between. You're going back and forth. They're trying to get you out. Simply put, the pickle or the Fed pickle is where they're boxed in. They do one thing, this happens. They do something else, that happens. Neither one is good. Let's get down to the numbers. The overnight thieves filled the gap at 396. Above, the door opens for another leg higher, 397.80. We have both sides of the tape early in the day. We're looking at 396 as support, 397.80 as overhead resistance. This is at zero dark 30. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. You're going to see it get a little more clear as the day begins to get underway. So by nine o'clock, 
What am I putting on the board? What am I talking about with the live room members? The setup is this. If they stay above 396, it keeps the door open for a push to 397.80. Let's get that on the table. It's magnetic, important, and overhead resistance. Therefore, it's an early opportunity for a short scalp with potential if reached sooner than later. And keep this in mind for later. Put this on a side sticky note. If they push higher, the next thing is 399. We're going to go to the charts in a moment. Let's just see what else we have as the morning matures into the opening bell. By 917, it's pretty apparent. 397.80, give or take, is the spot where Mrs. Market is being drawn to. Under normal garden variety conditions, they would have a reaction back down in the other direction from around 397.80. It's a short scalp with potential opportunity. We think better in pictures. Right of the vertical is today's activity. Five-minute SPY chart. Top line is 397.80. They open the tape. They run up there. They can't really get through other than some tests and a couple of spikes. And they come back down to where? 396. You'll see that come up again in a while. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double-check the work. By 9.31, we're posting showtime for the Bears to play defense. Short scalp at 397.80. I'm reminding traders it's early. In the morning frenzy, they can spike it a little bit, but it doesn't change the fact it's an important number. Short-term support, 397 to 397 and a quarter. We're looking for a scalp with potential. In that zone qualifies as the scalp portion, you hold a piece for the potential portion. Now, from a short-term trading perspective, what happened in the room today specifically is when the market came down to this place, some traders took a profit. When the market came down to this place, some traders took a profit. However, if a trader took profit here and the market found itself up here over the number again, it's likely that trader was out of the trade with a base hit not letting the rest of the position that they were still holding go negative. That's the way we treat it as a business. But as you can see, they still came down to the support zone anyway after running a couple of shakeout operations. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double-check the work. By 9.15, most traders should have taken some profit. You never know exactly what she's going to give you on each and every trade. However, by 9.48... There you have it. The rest is trader's choice. Nice trade. 396 is support. Oh, 396, support. What does that mean? That means they're likely to find support and bounce the tape back up in the other direction. Back to the chart. What's this place down here? About 396. First time down, they come up a little short right here, and then they bounce a little bit. Then they do the thing where they spike the low and rip it back up in the other direction. We had that discussion in the room today. We have that discussion almost every single day in the room. And here's what we talk about. If they're doing the thing where they spike the low, is every time they do it a trade? And the answer is no, it isn't. However, if there's an important number that's unfinished business below the low, then that's the perfect recipe for the spike the low, clean up the unfinished business, go back up in the other direction, spike the low, rip them back. That's the trade. We had traders in the live room that got the short. We had traders in the live room that got the long. We had traders in the room that got both. 
and then some. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. It's all in here, everything you need to find success as you're learning trading in the markets during the trading day, whether you're trading directly in the SPY, options on the XPY, futures, micro futures, exchange traded funds, leveraged funds, it doesn't matter, it's all the same stuff. Remember I told you to keep that 399 on a side sticky note? Well, 399 to 399 and a quarter was the next resistance place that A, they would be drawn to if they're above on candle closes or just above pushing above 397.80 from earlier in the day. And lo and behold, by the end of the day, they get drawn up to and rejected from that same very zone cited at zero dark 30. How you doing? We only had one stock on the move today. The market was getting a goose operation in the morning. Therefore, there was hardly anything dropping at the open. AEM was one, the only one on the board. Entry was $49.15. Here's a five-minute chart getting a haircut at the opening bell, $49.15. They come into it. They bounce up. They give you the minimum required base hit. Come back down to run some tests, and you can see the importance of the number. They stayed above, but they gave you the deal. We're looking for base hits. If they give you the rocket ride after that, that's gravy. It's a cherry on top. What's a base hit? The minimum required base hit is around 1%. Here they gave you a little more. We had participation inside the numbers. We had good participation in the live room. Intel was on the move after the opening bell, and we noticed it in the live room. We put on the board $28.50 and $28. A lot of traders bought it at $28. Some bought it both. In the middle is your average. You got the win anyway. The ones that bought it at $28 and waited with patience were paid accordingly, very nicely. There's money being made in the live room without a shadow of a doubt. And they're being entertained to boot. Who's they? The live room members. If you want to give it a shot, there's a link under the video. There's still a free trial running. It will end soon, meaning the trial. I'm not in favor of the trial. We get tire kickers that end up to be a PETA, pain in the ass. I want people that are serious. I want to keep it small. I want to keep it a money-making operation. They're trading right alongside me. They hear my orders filled, both on the entry and the exit. The stops are known. The targets are known. Everything is known, just like inside the numbers. Only this one, I'm holding your hand. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Certainly a nice relative strength day. From an hourly chart perspective, you'll notice they're simply eating time off the clock, building energy for another move higher. Now, of course, all bets are off tomorrow afternoon. The market's going to go A, in both directions, and B, likely a lot of points either in both directions and then one of the directions for the rest of the afternoon. There's really no change in what we've been discussing with the IWM it really can't turn bullish until you recapture some of these moving averages. And until you do, it's simply a bounce in a downtrend, despite what it might look like from a one or two day perspective. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Same routine. It's a nice day, relative strength against the SPY by a little bit, 
more so in the IWM, but still, this is our canary in the coal mine, but you still haven't really broken out of this area where they're just eating time off the clock, back and forth, back and forth. Now, if they continue doing this, they're building energy to go lower. However, if they break out of the top end of this channel and recapture the 100 period moving average, that's going to promote more upside for a push A into the 20 period moving average, and they're climbing or will be climbing the breakdown candle. And this candle high, along with the 50 period moving average up there, would become if they're pushing the next target. By the way, just as a point of interest, there's some tinfoil hat stuff going on this week about the Q people. They're still bullish. They're challenging or will be challenging this high up here, likely tomorrow on one more push, either before or after the Fed. Getting above there is the key. Can they get above there, which opens the door for another leg higher, or are they just running a test of a former high? We'll find out based on tomorrow's activity. Where would they be going on that next leg above this high over at 313.68? Well, the next leg would bring them, not all at once, but it could based on tomorrow with the volatility, bring them up to around 322 to 323, give or take. I'd put that one on a sticky note. Financials bounce in a downtrend until, and we talk about this all the time, until they start recapturing at least 33, 33.50 or so. They really have to recapture what will be a convergence of these moving averages here, and that's really going to put it over 34, give or take. Until that happens, it's a bounce in a downtrend. While they're bouncing in a downtrend, it looks bullish, it feels bullish, the sentiment is bullish, but it not necessarily everything bullish until they can recapture some certain stuff on the upside. What about Smash Mouth? A little bit of a divergence today. A little bit of relative weakness, which is a little bit of a head-scratcher with everything else giving the goose-slash-boost operation. While we had an up day, it certainly wasn't a big up day. We didn't have relative strength against the S&P. We didn't have relative strength against the Qs or the NASDAQ as a whole. We had relative weakness. So that's definitely a puzzle piece. It's on the table, something to watch. We're not going to make anything out of it today. One day, it's up less than everything else. It's not that big of a deal. It's something I notice. I want to see if that type of thing persists. Is this a canary in the coal mine? That's what I'm looking for. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.